0: Welcome to the tennis Podcast. My name is Craig Cairns and I'm back for a new year and for a new run of shows with Chris Awellimo. How are you doing, Chris? How was your festive season and new year?
1: Good morning, Craig. Hello. Happy New Year to you, mate. I know it's a bit probably, it's a cut-off date, isn't it? What are we on now? Yeah, it's definitely too late to be saying Happy it's, New Year. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's, it's been good. It's been good, mate. You know, I've uh, been busy. So again, very lucky, fortunate. I know how lucky I am to be going out and watching games live. Uh, and it's not really quieting down over that festive period, so work-wise it's been great. And then obviously it's just just some quality time. So just uh, keeping the head down. Got a few issues with a couple of the, my properties that I that I manage, you know. So I've had to go around and sort them out. But yeah, it's just it's just the normal old standard standard self. So uh, print, uh, 2021, bring it on. You know what I mean? So any
0: any highlights from the games that you covered over over the festive period?
1: Well, again, I think it's VR. <laughs> <laughs> that was a highlight. We can't, really, we can't really talk about it too many times. There's, there's been a few kind of instances that I just don't quite understand how. If you look at it and you look at the replay, how you can't make a, a decision that's that's so blatantly obvious. You know, I think the whole fact that there's still human error with VR is, is going to put it uh under under uh, scrutiny but again it's uh there's been there's been some great games i was devastated i was doing uh I was working with wolves tv uh for the game at the weekend and, and west brom to be fair thoroughly deserved their win you know they came and they 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 they, they, they got their goals i thought we rea- i thought wolves reacted very well to, to obviously the conceding the penalty which again the contact was outside the box. I don't know if you've seen it, Craig, but Willie Bolley's came in on Callum Robinson uh, and and Callum Robinson's got to the ball first, but his foot is planted outside the box. Willie Bollies taken contact and it's been given as a penalty kick. Now that's been looked at as VAR. And I'm trying, to, I'm trying to look at it, look at the rules and think, if the ball was touching the line, then I understand why it was given as a penalty. And that's the only reason that I can come to because Callum Davidson's hit the ball but his foot is outside the box, Willie bollys made contact. The ball's gone. So the ball doesn't really come into play. Again... We're wasting time we via no, no, VAR. No, no, it's fine. Bloody VR. I'm That's, happy with uh, that. Yeah. And by the way, when I you're talking it's...
0: about wolves, you're allowed to say we on this show. You don't have to pretend yeah, that you're I neutral. Yeah, that, but I get told
1: off. I get told <laughs> off I, I was doing, uh, I was doing Stoke against Leicester, and uh, for TalkSport, and the uh, the producer's uh, a massive Leicester fan, and he come up to me before and he says, "I know about your affiliations with Stoke, Chris." <laughs> he says, "But uh, I don't want to be hearing we and us and that today, please." I went, "No problem." So it's just one of these things. I've I've got to go from one to the other. So uh yeah. You'll
0: be saying that with half the clubs that you uh that you were at. <laughs> You'll be saying we or half the clubs what? you I cover.
1: Do, I went to I went and done the referees course, right? And uh and and then they said to me, uh, well, now there's they look at rivals of rivals. So I can't if I became a referee uh, and I really, really, really kind of bought into it. I thought, you know what? Why why isn't there more ex-professionals going and taking that step? You know, because they know the rules of the game. They understand it. And I just couldn't. But then they said, well, you can't referee your rivals. You can't referee your own clubs. I got asked to be, uh, you know, the the tribunal, the FA. I yep. went down there and they're the exact same. So if I actually went and joined uh, the FA to actually go, if you're uh, the discipl- uh, disciplinary panels, I can't actually, I would never be able to sit because look at all the, the 18 clubs that I have. So I couldn't then do, I played at Bristol City so I can't do Bristol City or Bristol, uh, Bristol Rovers even Cardiff in that class as a rival to Bristol so there's, there's so wow. many it's like there's no point to me actually doing it so I've actually <laughs> took a step back from that you know but uh, yeah it's an interesting one
0: It's that's, that's pretty funny that the amount of clubs that you've uh, chosen to play for or just have happened to play for over your career kind of limits your <laughs> possibilities afterwards like that it's pretty funny yeah. but anyway <laughs> let's, uh, let's um, move on to a few of the things we're going to talk about today and another Player who um, had many clubs. I think he had. Uh, he's one of the few players to have more than a thousand career appearances, or something like that. That's Graham Alexander. He was appointed as Motherwell manager recently, and he's he's made a start with a couple of draws, uh, quite impressively against Rangers at the at the weekend. There, I'm sure our listeners will be quite familiar with him as a Scotland international and as a, an English Premier League player and that kind of thing. You actually played with Graham Alexander at Burnley. What kind of what kind of a player was he, and what kind of a professional was he?
1: Well, I was actually playing with Graham when he actually made that thousand uh, appearance, you know, oh, right. under Eddie Howe at Burnley. I'll, I'll tell you a little story. I don't know if we've got time for it, but Go for basically, it. Eddie Howe took Graham Alexander uh, all over the country. He was on the bench and he never. So, Graham Alexander's family was coming to all these games because it was his. If he came off the bench, he was going to make his thousand appearance. Oh, really? So, Eddie Howe should have just made him brought him off the bench anyway you understand but he was trying to make a point like me and Eddie Howe but had a few kind of we butted heads on a few occasions oh, yeah. uh, again I've got another f- amazing story but I, we've not got time for it but Green, we'll save it for when perfection. he
0: becomes a Celtic manager what's this? we'll save no, it for when he becomes into, Celtic yeah. manager
1: <laughs> you, you know what as a manager and a coach Eddie Howe was outstanding you know he was outstanding uh, but he's not a fan of he's not a fan of the, the target man so straight away, ah, okay. me and Steve Thompson, we were playing, we were, we were, we were, competing for uh, that striking position. You know, I was sitting top goal scorer at Burnley when Eddie Howe came in, and then all of a sudden, I, me- I remember Tomo shouted over to us after two days training, "Big man, big man, he's not having us at all." You know, everything was under knee height. The ball went above knee height, Boom, free kick. So he's trying to get us just to make sure that, and that was that was fantastic. His coaching sessions were excellent. Yeah, I thought his man management was good, but again, he. Eddie Howe's only 10 months older than myself. So there was that there was that I guess there was a he had a problem with players within within a week 10 days the whole bench was 30 30 uh 30 plus you understand. Yeah. Uh but Graham Alexander as a professional, you know, he spoke sense when he spoke in the dressing room as a player everyone listened even the coaching staff, even the manager because he's been there, he's done it. You know, uh and what a player by the way. Yeah. goals I'll have to send you a little link after this right when I scored a hat trick against uh, Preston and Graham Alexander was he, he made I think it was was it two or he made maybe three assists that day uh, so maybe every one of them I think it was my, my second and my third uh, but it's just the quality he had everything you know what what an absolute engine no matter the age on him
0: yeah, he exactly. was all
1: over the place in and t- he had it all and you know what I think uh, a club that he knew very well he went to Preston he was caretaker manager with one of his good friends that ended up that kind of broke the friendship because they both wanted the job you understand who was that sorry uh, uh, the, the centre back at Everton he's, he's telling uh, Unsworth oh okay right uh, so they I think they were they were joint joint caretakers at it uh, and again it's it's an interesting one because as a manager he's done he's done well you know, at Fleetwood, he has a style of play. He 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 puts that to the players. And I think, of course, as a manager, you're always improving, you're always evolving, you're always learning, having a little bit of time away for the game. He should never have been sacked at Salford City, you know, for what he achieved there, got them promoted. You know what, that that should buy you a bit of time. A club that's got a lot of money, uh, for whatever reasons, politics, you let go. So you he was know, unbeaten. He, he was
0: unbeaten this uh the, the season he was let go or something like that. Ten games into exactly. the season, exactly.
1: It's mate, you're spot on. And you know what 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 chance do you have as a manager if that's going to be the case? You know, so I think uh, I think again, the Scottish league, something that he'll know very well. He'll know the players because his scouting network's outstanding. You know what I mean? He's he's got good relationships in the game as well. And like you say, he's went up there and he's, he's had a he's had an immediate reaction. And I know that's that that's the easy part for a manager because you go into a club you then put your information to the players and they buy into it and you, everyone's on a clean slate so there is going to be a, a rise in performances there is going to be hopefully a, 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 a collective of getting better results it's these next couple of games that the, the, the eyes are going to be on Graham Alexander and his mother world team can he get over the line can he get results in these next three, four games and then carry that on I think that's the big question I think he can You know, I think he's, I think the one thing as a manager, and I've done my E license and they say about when you are the main man and you're a manager, man management's 80% of it, Craig. So it's how we get on, how I speak to you. Can I speak to you in a way that's going to get the best out of you? That's going to make you realise, right, these are my qualities. I've got to work on them still. What's my negatives? I've got to work on them because my manager's saying to me, I need you to work on these or you're not going to be in my team mm-hmm. the player's got to react to that but it's how it's put to the player and that's something that Graham Alexander being a player been there and done it the experience that he's got the the, the success that he's had that is that is that that is infectious you know the players will buy into it because he has He's he, he can say you know what this is what I did the experienced players in that motherwell squad this is what I did to prolong my career I had to change my diet I had to do this I had to make sure I've done this and you know what he, he delivers it very very well
0: and you mentioned there the clean slate That was something I wanted to uh, ask about Because he mentioned that And that's something that you hear a lot of managers say When they first get a job And to the point where it becomes a bit cliche But is that true? Is that always the case when a new manager comes in That there's a complete clean slate for everybody For everything that's gone before Or do they really, have they really been watching like, the team's last few matches And they think, well, I, I don't really fancy this guy And I don't really fancy that guy
1: yeah well I've been at a lot of clubs where new managers come in Craig you know and have you I been at one say, long
0: enough for a manager to change oh um, <laughs> well,
1: don't you come out with that <laughs> Yeah, i i tell you something I only moved club because I said you know what I want to play I want to play if it's if it's if the manager favors someone else and I'm I feel that like I'm training well and I deserve a chance. There's no point in me just sitting there sitting on the yeah, bench. Yeah, you're right. So yeah. I always said, you know, what but a clean slate is a clean slate, and I've I've seen it come in. You know, uh, there's a lot of players. Uh, let's talk about when we were at Burnley with Graham Alexander. There was a lot of players uh, saying uh, Brian Laws should be gone. We were sitting fifth in, the, in in the championship with two three games in hand. If we won the three games in hand, we'd go joint second. Brian Laws got sacked because there was players in the owner's ear that weren't playing. So again, Eddie Howe comes in, he's looking at the squad, uh, and and it and it does, it gives it gives the players a chance to show exactly what they're about. You understand? And that and it is it's a clean slate. So no what no matter what, what's went on before, a new manager comes in. You've got to remember a new manager can't just put out the exact same team as the previous manager unless he believes that's his best team. He has to bring his spin to it. He has to recruit someone. He has to bring someone in. It has to be something different. That's why you see some young players be given chances because they'll be the they'll be the they'll be the the next the next star coming through. So the new manager coming in thinks thinking, right, you know what, I'm gonna throw him in. If he does really well, it's all gonna come down to me. Yeah, Graham Alexander gave him the chance. And this is what it is. And it's not just this is what new this is what when, ma- when a manager takes over a club, they think right they'll look at the games they probably have watched the previous couple of games they'll know exactly what the player's about yeah. but when they see a player in training that's when they get a good feel for the player when they speak to a player when they see the character the temperament of the player that's when they get a feel for the player so it is a clean slate whatever's went on if, if a player's been completely frozen out and a new manager comes in then that chance for that player and I've seen some quality players that have been completely binned off a new manager comes in that's their main guy the team's built around this guy because he has quality. He might have rubbed the, the previous manager up the wrong way, and he's just he stuck to his guns, you know, and and, and said, you know, I'm not going to use you. But when a new manager comes in, it is it is his chance, and the players know that as well. That's why the training levels just go boom.
0: So that's boom, why boom, boom. you sometimes get that lift, which you, you don't always, because do. sometimes the situation no, situation's always, so you, you, bad. See more yeah.
1: often and more often than not, you get that lift,
0: Craigie, even if it's just. Uh... A, a temporary thing I think yeah Yeah. Um, so yeah I mean you spoke about his style style of play was that something that he was known for down south because that was one thing that was noticeable about that game against Rangers at the weekend there that he he set up the team in a similar way to Robinson did in terms of the shape but he was asking them to pass out from the back which we haven't really seen Motherwell uh, do it's not like they never did but the way in which they had two players like Rangers were doing uh, two players either side of the six yard box at by kicks and things like that he was just asking that would be much braver on the ball is that is that yeah. the way his teams have played down south
1: that's the way they have that's the way they, he was a proper baller Craig he could play football you know what I mean he loved the game he studied the game he, 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 you know so and I think it's important that if that's the way that you want your team to play even if the players that you've got can't play out that way, you have to nail that message home, you know, and it's one of those, and he, he's, put his, he's put his neck in the line, he'll probably say to the players, like I was at Watford under Gianfranco Zola, and Zola said the exact same, I want you to play out, if we can see goals from this, ah, it's me, I'll take the blame for it, I'll put my hands up to the owner, I'll put my hands up to the, the media, the press, the fans, and say, this is what I want. So, Graham Alexander's doing the exact same, and you know what? The players are good enough to do it you know they are they're good enough to do it but they just have to get into a habit no matter how tight a high press is and how good they press if you have the composure the quality and the bravery to play through a high press as soon as you do the team can't high press you anymore they have to drop back and respect the quality that you've got so this is what Graham Alexander will be nailing home. He'll be setting his team up when they do their, their pattern of play and say, look, right, I'm going to set the players up to make it as difficult as possible for you to play through, but I'm going to give you the answers. I'm going to give you the answers. You understand? And and you can see that in the way that they play. So if they can carry that on and it's a style of play, it's an, it's, it's nice on the eye, you know, and I don't really see an importance to that brand of football. I don't think, I don't give a damn if my team go out and win and it's the ugliest football it's got the result Craig but I know there's fans out there that want to be entertained mm. and there's nothing wrong with that Craig you know you as a Hearts fan I'm, I'm not sure where, where you sit on that where I would take Hearts, either at the moment to be honest yeah exactly <laughs> but I think, I think I think most fans would but there is so much importance put on a brand of football yeah. from maybe the owner. I want to be exciting. I want I want the fans that might bring an extra sponsorship, which is is so important. If there's a nice brand of football, so Graham Alexander, that's the way that he is. He's not he's not doing it for anyone else other than himself. That's the way he wants his teams to play. So if he can actually put that and filter down into the squad, then outstanding. And like you say, if it's getting results and putting points on on the board as well, then so be it. That's doing its job.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it develops over the next few yeah. weeks. I think that um, I think some lesser teams than Rangers will punish them. Like they'll make mistakes in defensive area if they they're will. playing like that. It will happen. But, you know but they'll learn from those mistakes. Exactly, that and, and you and like you say, the manager will likely take the responsibility if that's the yes. way he's asking yes. them to play as well. Anyway, let, let's move on, Chris. What's happening
1: at your club? <sighs> You know what? I was having an argument with the with the missies last night about this. You know, because <laughs> uh, it's like I'm I'm trying to kind of I'm trying to kind of pull out all the the arguments that that Celtic can go away. So let's let me let me break it down to you, right? Okay, so it's difficult times, and not only not only about the pandemic, which is the most serious. So let's get that right. The pandemic, the situation, unprecedented times. As a football club, it is always beneficial for the players to get away a different climate. You know, training in the heat, you know, can be good, but under this climate, it, it should never have been done. You understand, right? You know, I, I look at it. You you, you look at the, the the way the the club has 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 acted in the last probably five six months, and, and it's and it's been great it has been great you know they follow the rules uh, the, the the individual that flew off to bloody whatever it was Alicante or whatever the hell that was a disgrace the club never had any power over that he'd done that yeah. but then obviously sudden they lost uh, Christy and they lost uh, Edward as well as a few of the uh, Israeli players as well from the international camps that was nothing to do with the club although people had to self-isolate such, so be it, so be it after that had happened I would like to think that the powers that be at Celtic think you know what there's going to be scrutiny if we go to Dubai you understand? Yeah you're seeing all these bloody influencers and all this in Dubai and things like that and and you're thinking come on come on it's like this is I've I've Let's, let's hit that's hitting me on the head. All this conspiracy theory about the COVID and all that, it's absolute bollocks. Right? <laughs> no, I'll be honest with you, there's there's I know people that have had to say goodbye to loved ones in hospital over the phone. Craig, it's serious. It's here. COVID is here. It's there's no there's no conspiracy theory, there's no there's no bloody hell, it's yes, it's this and that, it's the hospital it's here. Yeah, you, you won't get what? any
0: disagreement from me on that, yeah
1: so so what we've got to understand we, okay, Celtic were in Dubai and then the whole countries were into a national lockdown okay, they should never have been there the powers that be should have known there's a possibility that this is going to happen because there was rumour that it was going to happen you know, the tier system wasn't working, there was a there was good chance we were talking about it, in the middle of December, there's going to be another full lockdown, but if there is another full lockdown, we don't want football to stop Mm-hmm. You understand, yeah. So, and you are saying it. You are saying, look, it's very difficult times, and we don't want football to stop. But under these circumstances, the clubs have to follow all the criteria and protocols to make sure football can carry on. Even in England now, they're saying they don't want the players to celebrate goals. Yeah, mm-hmm. you understand. That's how that's how serious it is. comanac St Mirren have put their hands up and says, look, we've breached protocols. We have, we have. Allowed players to drive into training together. We have allowed players to eat together. We've allowed players to go on the same bus together without social distancing. That is a breach of the rules. That can't happen. There'll be fine. There'll be punishment. So be it. You understand? I don't understand how a team then in that circumstance can say. And this is my club, by the way, a club that I love. I am absolutely devastated that Rangers are prob- are walking away with it at the minute. I'm gutted, Craig. I'm gutted. But there's bigger picture the club in itself under the governing bodies the powers that be should have said you know what as well as it might benefit the club and the players it can't happen it can't happen
0: we seem to be we seem to be at a point where I mean you're another Celtic uh, fan another pundit who is a Celtic fan who's being openly critical against your club and the kind of their defence of it and there just seems to be more and more pundits and Celtic supporting ones uh, included in that that are that are just are criticising the club and are 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 beyond defending them, and yeah. uh, yet we have kind of and then we have Peter Lawwell come out and apologise for a few things in a kind of yeah. controlled Celtic TV interview, and then a few days after that Neil Lennon comes out and he basically almost like withdraws the apology, well, well, and surely surely so there's like a contradictory message coming out.
1: Yeah, but surely you understand why New Lennon, because of the let, let's put it this way, right? Did they break the rules? Uh no, well no. Right, were- right, right, I'll stop you there, I'll stop you there, I'll stop you there then. Two why seconds though they broke the rules. There was something why in they-
0: the record this morning about Julian I mean I mean, this is unconfirmed, but there's something in the record this morning about Julian maybe sitting in different Places and different journeys, and therefore, like rather than sticking with the same people. But like I said, that's unconfirmed. So it, an yeah. investigation into it could find that right. they've broken some sort of protocol or right. something. Let but, me
1: tell you this. Let me tell you this. then, right before a ball was kicked, right, a ball, before a ball was kicked on the first of August, all right, two thousand and twenty, if the if the SBFL the SFE say right these are the rules, right until this we have this under control. There won't be anyone travelling out, international breaks, whatever it may be. There won't be any if, if any 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 of the rules and, uh, and and protocols are breached. There will be points awarded to the opposition if games have to, and I'm talking about before the 1st of August, all right? Before the ball was kicked. I'll tell you something now. What happened at Aberdeen wouldn't have happened. What happened at Comallack and St Mirren wouldn't have happened. What happened at Celtic? wouldn't have happened. But you know what? If you leave it open, if you leave it open and anyone can look at it and say, you know what, well, if we do this and we're not really breaking the rules, you're not saying it can't happen. Mm -hmm. You understand? Now, if Julian never went on these on this trip, uh, then Celtic would have come back and there would be nothing said about it. So there's I'm just trying to say to you that again we, the SFA and the SPFL, the Scottish uh, Premiership, they're reacting to to things that are happening. All these scenarios we could have could have been spoke about before the the fu- the first ball was kicked. I don't know if it was the thirty first of July. Yeah, or the yeah, first I get what you August. mean. Yeah. I don't. I don't if, if if it was all spoke about in every scenario, this is what happens. And let it be known: these are the rules. If any of the Scottish clubs they break these rules, this is what the punishment's going to be. Then the the, the 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 Scottish Premiership, the SFA, they're not going to embarrass themselves awarding three three points, six points to Motherwell, and then taking them off them two weeks later because there's a bloody appeal. Yeah, it's I've, embarrassing. Yeah, it's I've, embarrassing,
0: mate. I agree that that's a bit. It, it looks it looks silly. Yeah,
1: I said to you when you said the points were awarded, I says. Well that's not going to that's not going to stick because they'll just appeal it and they'll uh, and and it's and it's, what it's doing it's questioning the integrity of the actual competition itself the the S the S, the, the SFA the, the the Scottish Premiership they've they have put themselves in the firing line here because they were undecided they left it up to the clubs to agree the rules now wait a minute you're the governing body. It's your competition. You say, these are the rules. And if you don't sign, sign the bloody uh, contract to say that you're going to abide by the rules, then you won't be in the league. It's as simple as that. Every club would have signed it. We would have followed the protocol. And we wouldn't have these bloody stupid tendencies. We wouldn't we wouldn't. be let... There wouldn't be any decision. There wouldn't be any grey areas. Craig?
0: I, I, think, I think there's a lot in what you're saying there about how we've gone into the season... After, especially after what happened last season We've gone into this season Without any kind of What if Scenarios yeah. we, we haven't gone If this happens how, then this Like you said how is that possible <laughs> I know I know me, It's how crazy How is that possible I think everybody thought Things were going to be back to normal by now I think that's basically Yeah but be, be, be prepared for, if, for know, when it's not I know Or for when it, If it happens again shambles, 30 years down the shambles, line or, or whatever
1: Shambles Shambles isn't a strong enough
0: word <laughs> But I think what you're Speaking about there kind of uh, speaks to the the structure uh, of the governance of because Neil Doncaster's argument to you or response to you there would be that he uh, is a members organisation and they're acting in the members' interest and he probably doesn't have the authority to just say these are the rules, sign up to them kind of thing.
1: So they don't have the authority to do that but they can just take three points off someone willy-nilly when there's not been any... Yeah, so, that so
0: done before. that's the... Um, uh, putting out, uh, that was an, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, an independent panel that they got to kind of come to that decision, so yeah I, I think that that seems to be and listen, I think sometimes it seems to be a convenient, it seems to be used as a kind of convenient excuse, but yes, sometimes the response from the SPFL is that we're a members organisation and we are yeah. acting in our members interests and therefore we need our members to take this decision before we take this decision, that, so I think what we're talking about here is maybe the, the, that structure maybe needs looked at or maybe maybe that's Definitely. something that we need to we need to debate or 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 look at changing or whatever um but yeah just to go back to celtic quickly before we finish what, what one of the things that i was kind of getting at is there just seems to be a complete mixed messages coming out of celtic at the moment like i say lennon's kind of contradicted Peter Lawwell, he said something different from John Kennedy who said something different from Gavin Strachan and it just seems to be that Celtic have really kind of lost control of the message on this and it's and it's culminated in Neil Lennon's press conference the other day which was, yeah. which he just took aim at absolutely everybody the yeah. club <clears throat> haven't even acknowledged that press conference on their website or their or their Twitter account is do you find that do you think the end is nigh for Neil Lennon? Do you think this is uh, all gonna come to a head soon?
1: You know what, I, I love Neil Lennon. I do, I love him, he's so passionate. You know, and you know what, what what that what I took from that interview that I seen was the amount of pressure he's under. You understand? He is he is the captain of the ship he's been sitting festering for 10 days as well and it, is, and it has, it's just been one of those things that he's he's reading it, he's getting the stick, he's reading what the he's came for pundits and everything, you understand and there is a lot of pundits out there that will be enjoying watching him in that position you know, for whatever reasons uh, he, he threw out the hypocrisy there because you look at the, the certain people in, in government positions that, that have went and broke p- protocols as well and you think well wait a minute, how how can you come out and say anything? I understand why he's so frustrated but as a manager he has a responsibility to Celtic Football Club himself and the players to be the cool calm one and say you know what throw everything at me as you want because he's reacted like that there's no point his players can come out and do the exact same now because he's he's went and done that so it just shows you there's a lot of pressure under Celtic Football Club at the minute you can see that there's not real dialogue which I'm surprised about because the, the four John Kennedy, John Kennedy had a many licence with John and what, a, what an absolute legend of a man he is by the way what he's highly thought guy. of in the they're, game yeah. yeah yeah they're all they're all good people so I'm just very surprised that they've because they all have they are all being dialogue but like you say very different messages coming out and I just think again and it's something that we love about Neil Lennon and Stephen Gerrard at the heat of the moment you just don't know what you're gonna get, you know. He he, the woke up the next day and thought, "Oh my god, right? I probably shouldn't have done it." Yeah. But he's that he's done that, that before you know as well. He's he, he goes he's on his it. next he's interview about the Celtic players. and retracts yeah, some of it. Exactly. Yeah. But you, he's that kind of play. He's that kind of man, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's just one of them. Somebody needs to be beside him. So when he comes out and there's a press officer there, that press of that press officer needs to know what his manager's that relationship's got to be like even if it's a hand a punch in the leg or something you can't do this you can't say these things and he has to be he has to be governed but we love that when we're in the media we love a manager that will just come out and say we go whoa that's us we've got our sound bite. and that's why the, that's why it's up there and that's why we're talking about it now but let's just say it's probably under the pressure that he's under We 10 in a row season they're 21 points behind they're 21 points behind Bum, the performances haven't been great. There's there's players isolating, you know, there's it's, it's one it's one thing after another. So it's just a snowball effect. Can Celtic recover from this? Well they're gonna have to. There's only one way. There's yeah, they, they will recover. How long will it take? You I don't have a clue. But again, it's it's one of them. am I'm, I'm sitting thinking, you know what, I just can't see Rangers slapping it up I just can't the, the, you know the, the draw against Motherwell yeah they still took a point from a game they're still picking up points it's it's one of them mate but Neil Lennon is, I like him I, I just it's one of them I, I, I've i got so much time and respect for him and it's I can't see a change being made through this actual campaign maybe in the summer but again <sighs> he's not doing himself much favours by reacting like he's got to be the cool, calm one leading the ship for us, you know.
0: Yeah, totally agree with that. That's us about time now, Chris. I'll uh, I'll let you go. I, I don't know where I was going with that. I started that outro and didn't know where I was going. I'll be honest. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> before I say on, anything mate. else, before I tie myself in more knots, we should just get out of here. Thanks again for joining me, Chris.
1: You're a star. Absolute pleasure, mate. See you later on. Oh, Take care.
0: Podcast Network.